Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and today's topic is a serious one. It's about suicide. And I want to read Romans 15, 13, which says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. I stumbled across a song. It was uh, kind of accidental, really. Um, it was a song by a group called the Glorious Sons, who I had not heard of. And um, they had a, a song called SOS, or Sawed Off Shotgun. And I, and I listened to it. It's catchy, you know. It's got a good beat and tune if you like that style of music. And uh, probably most of you don't. But I, um, I was struck as I was listening to the lyrics by the hopelessness of the song. And, um, and I think the song, I forget when it came out. I mean, it's been five, seven years ago or so. You can Google it and find out. But it's The Glorious Sons. Their song is called SOS or Sawed Off Shotgun. And you think about that for a minute. It's SOS, we know what that means. Sending out a signal of distress for, for help. And sawed off shotgun, huh, I kind of know what that means. But here's the lyrics. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like they're all right. I can barely get myself to sleep at night. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Yeah, they sent the tax man. I lost my job. And you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car, and I bought a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, they sent the tax man, I lost my job, and you took you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car, and I bought a sawed-off shotgun. I'd rather be crazy than to take these pills. I'm sick of being okay against my will. I'm losing it, I'm losing it. Ain't a thing in this world that I'm going to miss. It's all fake smiles and leather jackets. We're full of it, and then he says we're full of something else, you can guess. Um, I don't think they say it in the song, and anyway, it, this is a secular song. I don't know who to trust, he says in the middle of there. And then he goes through, yeah, they sent the tax man, I lost my job, and you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off. And he says again, I don't know who to trust. Maybe people like us. Hmm. And that's that's basically it. I mean, they repeat the whole tax man lost my job and but I bring this up because uh, it's a it is a pretty serious topic when you think about it. I mean, here's an average guy who feels like the system is taking advantage of him. He's got to pay the tax man. He's lost his job. He's you know his car getting repossessed and his that's the last straw so he takes a sawed off shotgun and he's he's going to end it or he's going to end some people's lives maybe he's going to use the, the gun on other people but i think the implication is he's going to commit suicide the weight of the world is just crushed this poor guy and he can't take it anymore and i think it's interesting he says in there he doesn't know who he can trust. Maybe people like us. Well, 
I would say there's somebody, someone that you can trust. And it is, going back to Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So you have to believe in believing in Jesus Christ so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. This song is a hopeless soul. This song is someone who has given up, who is um, without Christ, it, it appears to me, because the Christians that I know who are truly born again and believing in God understand suffering. They understand that suffering is going to come in this world to all of us, whether it's melanoma, whether it's a heart attack, um, you know, loss of job, you lose your car, your dog dies. I mean, and, and that can be a really traumatic thing. I don't say that flippantly, but whatever it is that you're dealing with in this world, in this life, uh, it's going to have some pain associated with it typically. And so our joy and our peace and our hope come from believing, trusting, knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and letting the Holy Spirit bring his fruit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the, that's the produce, the fruit of the Spirit that's produced in our hearts. And I think for three reasons. For one, yes, it's a blessing to us to experience those things for sure. But I think it also blesses other people when we have joy, uh, it spreads to them. When we're at peace, it spreads to them. And and then the third reason is it brings glory to God Almighty. And that's the powerful truth for all of us to reflect on and remember today is that if we know Jesus and we understand that this life is temporal, there are going to be heartaches and, and trials and sufferings and problems in this world, but our hope is not in this world and our hope is not in the people in this world. The poor man in this song, the secular song, SOS, Sawed Off Shotgun, by the Glorious Sons, he doesn't have any hope. And he's, he's looking for people to help him. Well, guess what? He's kind of looking in the right place in one sense because God has a people. It's called the local church. And the church is part of the body of Christ. And so the body of Christ is meant to help a man like this who's looking for someone he can trust. And then our job is then to point him to the one he can truly trust all of the time is the Lord Jesus Christ. But as I got to thinking about suicide, I mean, as a biblical counselor, I mean, this suicide is really one of the more serious, if not the most serious mental health issue because the choice when people commit suicide, it's, if it's successful, uh, they die. There's not a second chance to work with them or help them. So whenever someone's expressing suicidal intent, you have to take it seriously. You have to call for help. You have to get them into a safe place and treat it as though it is real, not just something flippant. I mean, one thing about this song, it's such a kind of a happy, upbeat song, and he's singing about this. At first, I was... You're, you're almost laughing at the song thinking, oh, this is a joke. I mean, this is funny, but really, there's nothing funny about it. And the hopelessness expressed, it's just, it's just like, you know, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy almost. I mean, I, I, was, 
I was struck by this song when I heard it. But as a, a counselor, you know, we want to be able to determine the imminent risk for the people we serve. And, and maybe you have to have them sign a, a contract uh, to, to commit to not completing a suicidal act. Uh, as a counselor, you want to really make sure people are committed to that and that you're pointing them to hope. That was the verse you read in Romans 15, 13, that we want to point them to true hope. And the only hope I have is in Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't have hope in other people. I do have people that help me, and, and I'm thankful for uh, the many that serve and help me. Uh, but my hope ultimately is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not in the things in this world. And we we all have a limited time to live here. We need to, to make the most of what we're doing and, um, and what we're called to do and try to do it to the best of our ability for the glory of God. But when you have someone who is suicidal, you want to have a well-conceived intervention plan uh, to, to intervene in, their, in this person's life to, to bring hope and to point them to Christ and to recruit other resources from the body of Christ to help people who are hopeless. And like this man in this song, they feel like they've been crushed, uh, that they are without any significant purpose in life. And that's the horrible uh, matter of all of this, is people feel like, you know, hope, all hope is gone, that they've, they've, they just have a crushed spirit um, and uh, a wounded heart that cannot be healed. And that's the, the beauty of the message we have with the Addiction Connection is it's the hope of the gospel. I mean, that, that's the hope. The hope of the gospel is that we have a gentle and lowly Savior. Gentle meaning he is kind and gentle and, and um, delicate with us. And yet lowly means he's accessible. He's as low as anyone on the planet. We can... We can access him. He's not high. He's not way up in judging us judgmentally. He is accessible that when we come to him, you know, admitting our, our sin, admitting our struggles, uh, he is there to help us. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing uh, to think about the hope that is offered in the gospel when we confess our sins and then knowing that he is good and faithful to forgive us of our sins, but then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, then to, to make us to make us new and transformed. I love Proverbs 15, 13. Um, it, it, this is the ESV version. It says, A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. And so when someone has this crushed spirit or this sorrowful heart, um, they feel hopeless. And we as the body of Christ really need to be people who step in and help those who, have, who feel despair, who feel like there's no sense in going any further. And then you, you, know, you look at the book of Ecclesiastes and there's so much in there that points to the reality of, of life, of the oppressions done under the sun. Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 1 says, the tears of the oppressed, and they had no one to comfort them, it says in Ecclesiastes 4, 1. 
On the side of their oppressors, there was power and there was no one to comfort them. And I thought the dead who are already dead were more fortunate than the living who are still able. But better than both is he who has not yet been born and has not seen the evil deeds that are done under the sun. Well, that's a pretty graphic description in the book of Ecclesiastes written, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago about this world and the toil and the death and the evil deeds and the oppression. And, and that's rampant in our culture today. People are feeling the weight of that more and more. Uh, but all of that was meant to lead them to a place that is not under the sun, but higher than the sun, a place where they look to heaven and look to Christ to be the answer to these questions, to be the hope of the world. And so if you're looking under the sun, as Ecclesiastes says over and over, if you're looking under the sun for remedies, then what you're going to find is an SOS, a sawed-off shotgun. That's the best you're going to find. And whether that means to kill other people or kill yourself, it's not clear in the song, but I think he's referring to he's going to do away with his own life. That's under the sun. But we as believers know to look over the sun, beyond the sun, to look to heaven. That's where true peace, love, joy, those things are found in a relationship with the God of the universe who created a perfect place that man by his sin, and it's documented well in Genesis chapter three, man ruined. The world now is ruined and has death, dying, uh, suffering, uh, disease, all kinds of cancers and problems in life are because of this world we live in that man by his sin messed up and God then uh, executed the, the curse. He warned man about disobeying and eating of the forbidden fruit in Genesis 3, but man and woman did so accordingly. They, they were to be uh, punished for their sins, and that was set in motion. They knew that ahead of time, yet man and woman chose to sin in Genesis 3. And thereby, there is now a world we live in that is just full of thorns and thistles and uh, death and sorrow and disease and suffering. And if you look under the sun, if you look to this earth for for a remedy to that, you're going to be disappointed every single time, every single time. But if you look beyond the sun, if you look to the sun, capital S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and look to the heavens, that's where things begin to make sense. God is not going to allow this world to be in this condition forever. At some point, he will intervene again by sending Jesus, second coming, and there will be a change. Uh, uh, There will be a permanent change, and some of us may be dead by then, but the return of Christ may be something that we live to see. Who knows? But either way, God is coming back to redeem man, to uh, punish sinful man who is not yet repentant and turning to him, but he is going to um, lift us up, the Bible says, to exalt us in, in the sense that we are lifted up, not 
exalted in a way that people admire us and, you know, like we think of in a worldly sense, but lifted up, meaning the low, the humble, the the broken, the, the those that are repentant about their sins will be lifted up by God's amazing grace and be with him forever and ever in a new heavens and a new earth. Uh, so this world will be a new place and we will live with God forever. It's just such a wonderful message and it's really our only hope. And so in this life, we're telling people about that message. Some will not believe, others will believe. That's Kind of the addiction connections um, uh, are, are um, I don't know what you call it. It's not a slogan, but it's the, the um, emblem that we use for the addiction connection. You'll see three crosses. And those three crosses are put together. The one in the middle, obviously, is Jesus. But the other two are like the thieves on the cross. And if you remember, one of them disbelieved, did not believe in Jesus. The other came around and repented and believed in Jesus Christ. So our um, our symbol, our logo, if you will, I guess that's the better better way to say it, has three crosses because we want to elevate Jesus, and then there'll be some who who will not believe in this message of hope that it's not a disease, that addiction is a sin issue of the heart that Jesus died for, and you can be forgiven of and given new power by the Holy Spirit living in you to overcome your addiction and be transformed. That's our message. But some will reject that. Others will be like the thief on the cross who repented there, and Jesus said, you'll be with me forever uh, today in paradise. And so uh, today you'll be with me in paradise. Such a great, great saying and thing to remember. And so that message is not beyond the reach of any of the addicted. Jesus is gentle and lowly of heart. Anyone can come to him and reach out, and he will uh, forgive their sins when they repent, uh, confess their sin, repent, and cry out to Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. He is faithful to do just that. So I was saddened by this song. I'm saddened by suicide and the real threat that that is, that people give up and they feel hopeless. And I want to tell you, if you're listening today and you feel hopeless, I hope you'll call our Addiction Connection phone line, or email us at info at theaddictionconnection.org. We will uh, help you. We also have a network of counselors that you can call. We have their information listed on our our TAC website uh, for addiction help. There's Find a Counselor. There's residential programs and non-residential programs listed all around the country, and we're growing that network every day. It's really exciting to see uh, how we're growing. Uh, we we still need to add some programs. If so if you're interested in that, uh, we'd love to add your program to our website. But we have counselors, residential programs, non-residential programs, people ready to assist you and to help you. But call the suicide helpline. Uh, call your local church. Tell someone how you're feeling and what's going on. And and sign a contract, make a commitment to not commit suicide, to not make a suicidal act, but instead to begin thinking different thoughts and telling people about your sin because Jesus is gentle and lowly. He's going to accept you and forgive you no matter who you are, what your sins are. And I just hate for people to feel so helpless and hopeless that they miss out on an opportunity to know God and to trust God. 
Well, I hope this has somewhat encouraged you um, <laughs> in that uh, suicide is a real threat, uh, but encourage you to get help, to talk to people to help you and not to make that choice that is permanent and can't be reversed in this life. Uh, but you can't look under the sun for help. You've, ultimately, you've got to look beyond the sun, look to the heavens, look to Jesus because he is faithful, he is just, he is uh, gentle and lowly of heart, and he wants to help you. So be encouraged, my friend and my brother. That's why we think this, this ministry is so important, the Addiction Connection, because it's the hope of the gospel for the heart of the addicted. We want to help people to see that it's not a disease that they have to cope with the rest of their lives, but that they can be forgiven and freed from the enslavement of sin and have life everlasting. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Tune in next time to the Addiction Connection podcast hosted by me, Mark Shaw, when we talk about all kinds of issues related to addiction that are going on in our world. But the point of all of this is to offer you hope, hope in Jesus Christ, because he's alive and well. He will return soon, and he is a glorious Savior. Thank you. 